All right, like we talked about yesterday this hour as we were getting ready for the Flames and the Washington Capitals tonight, they are indeed going back to Cam Talbot, and I, I don't really think that uh, you should be all that surprised. I think most of us believe that it's the right call. It sure does seem like the reaction on social media, the reaction on the text line has been fairly positive to the Flames going back to Cam Talbot for the first time as a member of the Flames. He will start on consecutive nights or in back-to-back uh, -back games, not back-to-back -back in terms of the actual days they fall on, but uh, he'll start two games in a row. Obviously the big game against Anaheim on Sunday and tonight against a similarly very, very talented Washington Capitals team. And, and, and here's the thing, and we talked a little bit about this yesterday, Will, but Riddick is, has yet to establish himself beyond a shadow of a doubt uh, as this team's number one goalie. That's not to say that he has played poorly, and that's the polar opposite. He's actually played really well to start the season. He's been uh, very strong, by and large, to start the year. But to this point, it's not like he has established himself as the no questions asked. Here's your Henrik Lundqvist. Here's your Carey Price. Whatever. Here's your Tuka Rask. However you want to look at it. He is he is yet to establish himself, despite the fact that he started eight of the team's first ten games. And you know what? They play is the last I checked, they're still playing 82 in this league. So they have to split up their goaltending starts. They have to uh, they have to manage these guys. So if you've got an opportunity, even if you think Riddick is going to be your majority guy, and everything that he has done to this point would lead you to believe that yeah, that is the way they're going to go. You know, sometimes starting the other guy on back-to-back -back nights is okay. Sometimes that's good not only for the guy going on consecutive nights, but also for the guy who is going to be sitting. And uh, Bill Peters spoke today. Uh, they're going to go right back to Riddick, it sounds like, Thursday when the Florida Panthers are in town. And then you're probably talking about David Riddick getting the start on Saturday in Regina against the Winnipeg Jets. So, yeah, I, I think that we're probably – is that on the air? Or no. no, I can't tell. See, I can never. I'm, never, when I'm not, not going to sing that on the air. He was singing "Experience Regina" in my ear, and I just never know if it's on the air. Or not. When, when you're um, here, you know if it's on the air. Or not. Exactly, I can tell. I can tell the difference between on the air and not on the air when I'm in studio, but not at the Saddle Dome. Um, yeah, sometimes it just makes sense to go to the other guy, even if it's for two or three games in a row. So it makes sense here. This is a perfect spot to go right back to Cam Talbot. It's a perfect spot in the schedule as well. Actually, Will, I'm pretty surprised that going into game 11 that it's 8-2 to two in terms of starts. I don't know if I would have seen 8-2 to come into this. Like I, I would have been more um, apt to believe that this would have looked more like 6-4 through 10 games, but for David Riddick to have started 80% of the team's first 10 games, and we, we, we knew this was going to happen with the way things were shaping up a couple of days ago, but still, 80% of the first 10 games, that's, that, that is way more than I thought that we were going to see, so uh, when you think about it from that perspective, too, it makes a lot of sense to go back to Cam Talbot tonight. Yeah, and I think we've talked a lot about what we feel when the season's all over in April. What What is that number going to be? What's the final tally going to be on both sides? I think we're all kind of in agreement anywhere from 50 to 55 for Riddick, and the rest go to Cam Talbot. And I think to your initial point about surprising it's 8 out of 10 for Riddick to begin, I think Jordan Sigalette brought it up with you guys. I know Bill Peters has talked about it a little bit. Uh, certainly Ryan Huska has talked about it when visiting with you post-game in the Better Business Bureau Hot Stove Lounge. But, Pat, when this team, you look at their first 10 games, I don't think anyone's going to say they've played up to par. And I think 
everybody to a man has said that until we get our team game figured out, it's hard to throw in a guy like Cam Talbot when you want to so often. And obviously, a shutout in the home opener also took a start away from Cam Talbot. So I think a bunch of different things at work as to why that split is 80% in favor of Eddick to begin the year. Because mm-hmm. um, I think we all know it's not going to be there when it's, when, it's, when it's over in April. But um, I, I think if you look at the Flames and their inconsistency, their discipline or lack thereof I should say um, it's been hard to get both goalies going and Riddick has played well enough where they can ride that out and maybe try to figure out the team game while having the guy they're most comfortable and confident in because he was there the last couple of years as opposed to Talbot the newcomer. On the uh, Glenn Morati fan feedback text line 960960, somebody texts in and says, that's BS. Riddick's done everything so far this season to establish himself. I'm not saying that he hasn't played well. He has played well, and he has earned his 8 of 10 starts. My point is that from a career standpoint, he has not established himself as, well, this guy is, is clearly the number one guy. He's still working at doing that. That's more the point that I was trying to make when it comes to David Riddick, and I think that he's well on his way to doing that. He just it, it hasn't come to 100% fruition as of yet. So Cam Talbot gets the start in net tonight for Calgary. It'll be his third start of the season, and for the first time as a member of the Flames, he'll start uh, two games in a row, Flames and Washington Capitals this evening. Welcome to the Steinberg Show, live from the Better Business Bureau, Hot Stove Lounge on this Tuesday game day. Flames and Washington Capitals brought to you by South Point Toyota. So it is a 7 o'clock face-off. Obviously, you know where to get it on the radio right here, starting at 6 o'clock in Flames warm-up. Puck drops just after 7 with Derek and Peter. And, of course, television is always a moving target tonight. Sportsnet Flames is where you can find this one. Sportsnet Flames, the companion channel, is where this game will be tonight at 7 o'clock. As for lineups tonight and what you're looking at, here's the way Calgary's going to go. There is going to be one change because they have made a transaction today. Alan Quine has been returned to the American Hockey League, and they have brought back Oliver Shillington, so it was a temporary, about 48-hour move. Uh, Shillington down and Quine up. So Quine is back down to Stockton. He played well in his one game on Sunday, and back in comes Oliver Shillington. The reason they're doing that is because Andrew Mangiapane is ready to return to the active roster. He will return to the lineup tonight after missing two games, playing on a line with Derek Ryan and Tobias Reeder to start. Uh, Mark Jankowski will start between Milan Lucic and Michael Frolik. That means Michael Backlund's line will have Matthew Kachuk on the left and Austin Zarnick on the right. Top line stays together. Blue line not changing from Sunday despite Shillington's return. They're going to stick with Jordano Anderson, Hannafin Hamannick, and Brody Stone for this game this evening. Uh, as for Washington, they're going to give Braden Holtby the start. So it's Holtby versus Talbot between the pipes this evening. So, uh, that's what you're looking at in terms of the Flames this evening. Puck drop at 7 o'clock right here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. And will the, the salary cap juggling continues and the important thing to uh, remember if you're wondering well, I mean, Bennett's still hurt. They could keep quieting up. Like, why'd they bring Shillington back up? Here's the best explanation as to why. Um... First of all, they feel like Shillington belongs in the NHL. But more important than that, the longer that Quine stays on the active roster, the closer he gets to being waiver eligible once again. And so 
he's burned two days towards it, so I think it's now 27 days on an NHL roster remains until he would have to go through waivers again. But the longer that you can, like sending him down today and bringing Shillington back up allows you to be in a scenario where you can have that extra defenseman and, and you can bring Shillington back in, which is nice, but you don't have to worry about you know a ticking clock on Quine. So waiver eligibility always plays into it. Um, they they could have kept Quine up because Bennett's not quite ready to return. They could have kept Quine here as kind of an extra forward and sent Shillington or kept Shillington down, but that wouldn't made a whole lot of sense, and especially when you factor the waiver stuff into the equation, it really wouldn't have made sense. So it's it's right now there are so many things. When Will, when you're talking about teams like the Flames who are as close to the upper limit as the Flames are, the, the some of the things that have to be considered when looking at roster moves and, and decisions on a daily basis, it is tough to wrap your head around because there are so many considerations each and every time you make a move. 100%, and we're going to see this league-wide. As you talked about with Elliot yesterday, uh, I think every team is going to have to get super creative. We're going to see all kinds of, um, as you coined it yesterday, gymnastics on rosters and, and sending guys up and down because we've got so many teams within that $200,000 mark of the salary cap. And when you factor in LTIR and all the other things that come in with it, yeah, there, there's a lot of work at that. And, and uh, I guess we'll try our best to dumb it down for people. But uh, we're going to see a lot of that, I think, league-wide this year, Pat. Okay, this is something that I'm really excited to uh, to play for you. Uh, I was in the scrum with head coach Bill Peters. By the this way, morning. what was he commenting on you specifically before the scrum started? What? what oh, he liked there? Uh, he liked my shoes. I'm wearing uh, I'm wearing a. Are you uh, wearing your favorite pair? I'm wearing a pair of uh, Biederman original shoes from Supreme Menswear, and uh, Bill's like looking sharp. Uh, he's like, I, I like those shoes, uh, and uh, it's like, yeah, it's game day. You gotta you gotta look sharp on game day and then francis was like yeah those shoes would have been good in the 50s it was a very um it was it was a very uh, low blow from francis it hurt and uh i'm gonna take some time to get over it um but then it kind of went on a tangent from there so bill was dialed in right from the beginning of his scrum this morning and we'll play this for you uh jermaine franklin of tsn uh or as as some of us at sportsnet like to call it the three-letter network but uh jermaine franklin uh, asked him a question about the top line of Monaghan, Gaudreau, and Lindholm and said, are you seeing them be more engaged defensively? And, and how important is that? Well, you want some juice? You want a coach who's ready to play and, and, and ready to see his team go at it on game day? Here's head coach Bill Peters when he was with the, the media earlier this morning. With the top line, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but points aren't everything. And well, no, you can go get it, right? three points and be minus six and get the shit kicked out of you and lose all your games if you want to do that. <laughs> Anyone want to do that? I'm sure they don't. You want to cheat for offense and lose hockey games? Anyone want to do that? Or do you want to win hockey games? What do you want to do? And that's what you guys. You want to lose nine eight? I don't know. I'd like to get to nine. Pitt did it one night in here, right? We got to. What do we get to in Columbus? Nine? 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 Jesus, that's a lot. That's a lot. But I don't want to give up freebies, right? We've given up some freebies this year. So don't give up the freebies. Dial in. Get on the inside offensively. We all know where you got to go to score, right? If you're, you're going to rob a bank, you got to go to the bank. If you're going to score goals, you got to go to the net. Get to the net. Get on the inside. Get in the guts of the game. Get in the guts of the game. Game one tonight, World Series, too. What do you got? <laughs> and then... <laughs> 
<laughs> he Best would go ending on ever. There. Best ending ever. Well, then he goes to explain. He goes on to explain about the World Series, too. He's like, ah, good pitching. I mean, look how good the I Yankees know. were offensively. And then a couple more S-bombs. And uh, Guy is dialed in. Uh, and uh, there's no doubt about it that the uh, head coach is ready to go today. Oh, you can go get three points and be minus six and get the shit kicked out of you and lose all your games if you want to do that. <laughs> Uh, and he's like he's wrong. I mean, he's, I mean, he's not wrong. Rather, uh, it, you could do that, but you know, who wants to do that? I thought that you know. I, so I texted Will. I was like, "You're gonna love Bill today." And then uh, he texted me back. He's like, "It took a while to get there because that was near the end of." Well, the- I'm like listening. I'm like, well, "There's nothing special here, Pat. What's going? Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> hey, whoa, how are we doing? Cause it just came out of nowhere, right? You're like, this is awesome. Uh, and so I, I was, uh, I was right. Get, the get on the inside. Get in the guts of the game. Get in the guts of the game. Smacking his hand. Game one tonight, like, World Series, too. What do you got? Give me a fired up Bill Peters. I like it. Uh, the head coach is ready to go. I'll say this. The Flames have got some juice. It was a, uh, that was a uh, pretty upbeat morning skate. The uh, mood inside that locker room, pretty upbeat. So Flames have got some juice. they got a good opponent in town. Uh, the Washington Capitals tonight are here. More on them a little bit later on this hour as uh, they make their first and only trip to Calgary this season. Just a couple of other notes. Uh, you just heard it there. The coach is right. It is night one of the World Series. Who do you got, Will? It's Garrett Cole and Max Scherzer for night one. I don't mean just tonight, but who do you got, Astros or Nationals in the World Series? Game one tonight, World Series, too. Who do you got? I'm going to take well, the Nationals in uh, in seven. Yeah, I like it. I think their bullpen's a bit better. I think the starting pitching, as much as we talk about the Astros and the three-headed monster, you know, the, the Nationals have a, a three-headed monster of their own. It might not be up to the Houston Astros par, but I, I still think it's there. The The only concern I have from a national standpoint is the six or seven day layoff as they certainly took care of business quickly in the NLCS over the Cardinals. So a bit worried about the, uh, the, the, the rest, um, but overall I, I like where things are at. It allowed them to set up their rotation as, as much as they wanted with uh, Scherzer and then obviously followed by Strasburg. So, um, yeah, I'm going to take the national thing. They got enough offense to uh, get some pop when when they need it, and uh, I think the bullpen gives them that slight edge. So, going to be a great series. I'll take the Nationals in seven games. By the way, uh, inside the Capitals locker room today, uh, a nice little homage to the Nationals. Uh, they've got the the name tags, and beside the names inside the uh, Capitals locker room, they got the Washington Nationals logo, the W there, which I thought was pretty cool. So uh, full-on support from the Caps to the Nats uh, for the World Series. That, that was Stunning. pretty cool. Um, yeah. You know, we I'm, I I I bet you that uh, if the Stamps are playing in the Grey Cup, that we might see no. some sort of homage the other way. Really? I, I mean, it's happened before. No way. It's happened before. I don't, don't want to. Uh, by the way, I've got the Astros. I, I think that uh, their one through nine lineup, as good as as I don't think you're wrong about their bullpen or or even what the Nationals are able to throw at you from a starting pitching perspective, but that. Lineup one through nine is too good. There are there's really no holes in Houston's lineup, and and when you pair that with what they're able to roll out one through three on the mound, I yeah I've got I've got the Astros. It's it's much less of a 
um, whoa pick because everybody's taking the Astros. But yeah, I'll take Houston in six. I think it's a close series, but I've got the Astros in six. Will's got the Nationals in seven. Uh, by the way, we've got game two of the World Series for you tomorrow right here on Sportsnet 960, the fans. So how's this? First pitch for game one is 608. First pitch for game two tomorrow is 607. Why the one-minute change? Uh, the lineups might be go a little quicker this uh, in game two. I don't think. Oh, they're going to give them an yeah. extra minute to do lineups. Yeah. Okay. Game enough. one, big scene, eh? Uh by the way, as I said yesterday, I was like, I think the Jets are going to cover. Will the, the New York Jets are oh, going to cover geez. that ten-point spread? Patriots do aren't we, winning by we, ten. Like, do we have to end on this? Do we? Do we really have to? You're, you're doing this to me right now. I just wanted your observation. Are you serious, Steinberg? Are we going to go here? Just wanted your observations on a 33 nothing loss. What did you see last night? See. When did you turn it off? Is maybe more of a pertinent well. I was question. actually I was actually out for dinner. I'm like oh, I'll go home, watch the end of the game. Turn on my app. It's 33 nothing. Okay, well, I guess I'm not gonna watch the end of this game. You made so. the right decision to go for dinner. Uh, is what great, uh, great fan I am. I did not watch a second of it, and I am forever thankful. Uh, I've never been less confident, Patty, on Sam Darnold than I am today. Mm-hmm. Boy, was that ugly. And uh, when you hear clips like this, it's a little concerning. Seen ghosts. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Which, by the way, the Jets and Adam Gase are now very furious about that clip airing. Curious to hear Jason Lockin for his thoughts on that because uh, apparently NFL Films on the sideline signed off on it, but the Jets are saying there's no way that clip should have ever hit the air. So um, curious if there's any fallout from that. Jason Lackenfora, our NFL insider, joins us at 2.30 this afternoon like he does every Tuesday on your afternoon yeah, program not pretty, here on Pat. Sportsnet 9.6 of the fan. No, it was not pretty. You know what is pretty? The 10-day only sale you. at Fifth Avenue Volkswagen. And, yeah, I, I feel like there are days when I can be pretty as well. Eh, it depends on the day. Uh, hey, the Bill 10 Peters day- liked your shoes, man. He did like my shoes, and I will forever have that uh, as uh, something that I can put as a feather in my cap. The 10-day only sale at Fifth Avenue Volkswagen is on right now. Get up to $4,000 cash purchase bonus on a new 2019 Atlas or 0% financing uh, for up to 72 months on other select 2019 models. Plus, now get an additional $1,000 credit on a new 2019 Tiguan, all kinds of crazy deals on until the end of the month at 5th Avenue Volkswagen on uh, 16th Avenue and Barlow Trail Northeast or 5thavvw.com online. Let's take a closer look at the Washington Capitals. Two of their biggest names are joining us next on the Steinberg Show. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. What do we get to in Columbus? Nine? Nine? Jesus, that's a lot. That's a lot. But I don't want to give up freebies right we've given up some freebies this year so don't give up the freebies dial in get on the inside offensively we all know where you got to go to score right if you're, you're going to rob a bank you got to go to the bank if you're going to score goals you got to go to the net get to the net get on the inside get in the guts of the game get in the guts of the game the steinberg show brought to you by fifth avenue auto house it's Volksfest. purchase an atlas and you can get up to four thousand dollars bonus cash and no charge on winter tires fifth Washington Capitals in town for their annual early October trip, or I guess late October trip is actually the the right word, not early season, late October trip. Every year the Capitals are here right around Halloween. This year it's the 22nd. Uh, The Capitals 6-2-2 to start the season. They're playing some really good hockey. 
these guys still cup contenders to me, Will. I, I look at the Caps, and I see them as the, the top team, the best team in the Atl in the uh, Metropolitan Division, rather. Uh, if you were to say who's the best team in the Metro, I go right to Washington. I don't think that they have fallen away from being cup contenders despite going out in round one last year. Th this team still looks like one of the, the powerhouse teams in the NHL. Where are you on the Caps? Yeah, I think they certainly are right there. They were my pick to win that division when the season began. I, I see them uh, very much at the class of that division. I'm a little concerned, obviously, with Braden Holpe's start to the year. Contract year, a lot going in, I'm sure, between the ears for him, but uh, only a matter of time before he figures out his game. Obviously, lots of people excited about Ilya Samsonov and what he can do as a young rookie uh, with tremendous numbers through his first four NHL appearances. And and then you look at their depth. I think, obviously, an acquisition like Garnet Hathaway solidifies their bottom six. We know about their elite players, and uh, as long as you've got those guys playing the way that they are, they're going to have a chance to win every single night. So, like this Cavs team a lot. I think they're very entertaining and fun to watch, and uh, looking forward to this one tonight. Well, let's check in with their starting goaltender. Braden Holtby is 3-1-2 and two to start the year with an 878 save percentage. He's in the final year of a contract, and uh, he gets the start in net against Cam Talbot at the other side tonight. Capitals and Calgary Flames on your radio at 7 o'clock. Our coverage starts at 6 o'clock. Peter Labardi has caught up with Braden Holtby, uh, the starting goaltender, who is off to an interesting start to a contract year. Braden, I guess to start with... Just a thought on your team's start this season. This is an excellent team again with high expectations. How, how do you feel through 10? Yeah, I think we've uh, shown a lot of signs of, of uh, um, good things. A uh, couple of little areas throughout, kind of just normal beginning of the season, growing pains, that kind of thing. But uh, the things we've tried to improve, we've, we've definitely made strengths in improving them, and, and um, the energy seems really good. Different feeling coming in this year after you know last year with everything and winning the Stanley Cup. Is it kind of a different feel around here this time? Yeah, it is. I mean, we obviously came into the camp and stuff a little more um, ready and, and you know a little rested and and also in shape that way. And um, but at the same time, I think it's uh, you know. We're, we're focusing harder on the little things this year. I think uh, after winning, you, you get away from those things a little bit and you use it as a crutch. So um, this year you can tell we realize that and we're, we're putting a lot more focus on the, on the details and the growing our, our team um, uh, you know, to ultimately end up where we want to be. In the cap era, it is really hard for teams to stay really good for a long stretch of time. And this team's been pretty darn good for the better part of 15 years how, how proud are you guys of that and and what's kind of allowed you to do that at a very difficult time to do just that yeah, it's uh you know one of those things we've been pretty lucky to have the same kind of core group of guys um stick around here for for quite a while and um you know management's done a great job every year of assessing what, what the team needs and, and going out and doing that and um you know, so every year we can be competitive um, from ownership down. You know, being a cap team every year, um, you know, has given us an opportunity to to have success. And and um, you know, I think we take a lot of pride in that. We've uh, had some great coaching staffs and everything over the years. And um, you know, hopefully it doesn't slow down. You get the best look 
at everything every night when you play goal. John Carlson is off to just a ridiculous start being mentioned with his start to Orr, Coffee. That's kind of the last time any defenseman started that way. What have you seen, not just this year, but in his evolution as an offensive player on defense? Yeah, I mean, he's he's always seen the pluck or the, the, the ice really well. Um, he has all the skills, the poise, um, those type of things. Uh, I've played with him longer than anyone, so it's a, I see it every day. But, you know, even at the start of the season, he's not really um, doing anything that much different. I think it's just he's always been really good like that. And, um, you know, it's, it's awesome to see. He's uh, one of those guys that, that facilitates everything. Everything goes through him, um, be it power play or five on five. Um, you know, he uh, makes hard plays look easy. He's always struck me as a guy where the big moments have never been too big. I even go back to his game-winning goal for the United States at the World Junior, the playoff run. Is that just him and his demeanor? Yeah, he's uh, um, doesn't get too stressed about many things. Uh, you know, pretty as laid back as they come. Um, you know, the way he is on the ice is a lot like how his personality is. So. Um, and that helps, uh, especially helps, you know, running a power play, those type of things where you're the last man up there um, to make those skill plays, keep those pucks in. Um, his personality definitely helps him in those areas. Brayden, how about for you? It's it's crazy to me how the years go by. It doesn't seem to me like very long where there you were in a Blades uniform and right in the middle of the playoffs, and here you've got a great long-term NHL career going. How are you feeling at this point about your game? Yeah, it's been, uh, you know, long time since those days but uh being back in this ring kind of reminds you of it so um but yeah uh, obviously we had a really good training camp and those type of things and um had a couple games in there where we just kind of got away from from certain details uh and one of those things when you're trying to work on something uh you sometimes overlook the other aspects and um take a step back to get a couple steps forward kind of thing so um had a couple really good days of practice uh, a few days ago, and um, you know it's just that's the way hockey goes. You you make adjustments, they work, and then something else changes. You make more adjustments, and it's, it's just kind of cat and mouse like that. So it's um, you know start of the year, it's been one of those where you just kind of battling for it, and the last couple of games have been a positive step. That is Braden Holtby gets the start in net for the Washington Capitals tonight. Holtby looking for his fourth win of the season. He is 3-1-2 with an 8.78 save percentage to kick things off this year. And one of the guys that you just heard Peter Labardi is talking to Braden Holtby about is who we're going to hear from next. 18 points in 10 games to start the season for John Carlson. Only Paul Coffey in the 88-89 season has had more points as a defenseman to start start a season through 10 games than Carlson has right now. Coffee had 20 in the 88-89 season on Edmonton's blue line and only one other defenseman has had 18 points through 10 games to start the season and that's Bobby Orr who did it twice, once in the late 60s and once in the early 70s. So the company that John Carlson in, is in right now, pretty incredible. Here's the Capitals defenseman in conversation with Luke. 
John, anytime you're mentioned in the same breath as Bobby Orr and Paul Coffey for the kind of offensive start that you've had, that's uh, pretty impressive stuff. How would you describe why things have gone so well in that category for you to begin this season? Uh, I think a number of things. I think, we're, you know, it's obviously it has a lot to do with luck and I think I make some good plays all the time, but sometimes people score and sometimes they don't. And, um, you know, just kind of taking the same approach as I always do and things are uh, are happening positively for me right now and you just uh, especially as a defenseman you just ride the wave as long as, it, you know, as long as you can it's not a surprise though 68 points a couple of years ago 70 last year you had, had some great playoffs do you just feel like your game has grown and grown in that respect as time goes along uh, I'd like to think so I mean I think you're always looking to get better looking at ways to uh, improve but you know, at the end of the day, uh, it's a team game. So, it, you know, it's a lot, a lot relying on, on my teammates. And we got a great group in here and, um, you know, make it easy on me and also make me uh, look good. John, as far as your even your contract situation, sometimes when guys end up signing a new big deal, there can be a bit of a dip maybe guys put some extra pressure on themselves but for you that doesn't seem like it's had anything but a positive effect to kind of know that you're a cornerstone piece here I think I'm you know my personality's more laid back and you know maybe a lot of other people can get a little hyped up on on all that uh, noise and extracurricular things that you know really don't affect you but um, I just kind of come in and do my job and I don't really not really worried about living up to anything other than than what I want to be and uh, I think that's that's always been my MO since I've you know been a little kid so um, you know just worrying about myself and and what I want to accomplish and what I you know what's the standard that I hold myself to is is a lot more important than anything else is that mindset come from anywhere and my guess is whether I go back to you at the World Junior in 2010 and how that ended or big games in the playoffs does that come from somewhere just your ability probably to be focused and stay in the moment no I mean I think yeah I, I, I think that's always a big thing is having poise and all that but um, there's times obviously where it, it, it works against you so you, it's a constant balance and you know trying to you know be as precise as possible in terms of where that level is um but yeah there's time and place for both and i think you know especially off the ice i think plays to my more level level-headed uh than than maybe on the ice do you think your game has where would you say your game's grown the most overall in the now you, you know you're not a young guy anymore all of a sudden yeah i i don't know i i think uh yeah i'm getting old um I think you, there's only, you know, so much you can gain as a elite player in the league, and you just try to find, you know, as much as you can. I think you you, you turn over every stone and try to find it, as many deficiencies as possible, and then just try to bump those up in tiny increments that um, that add up all around. I think, you know, in the past couple of years, I think I've, you know, played played rushes a lot better, a lot. Uh, a lot more aggressive, I think. Um, certain things like that that you know you watch tape, you get coached, and you know you try to work on them the best you can every day in practice. So um, you know, 
obviously there's plenty of areas that I still have a long ways to go and want to get better at, but um, you know, I think it's realistic to, to just try to get a little bit better at everything. Finally, it uh, probably hasn't hurt to have this kind of group that you've grown with either, does it? Yeah, no, that's, you know, like I said earlier, it's, this game is so reliant upon your teammates, and, you know, I'm definitely not one of those guys that can carry the puck and stick handle through a team and, and score. So, um, you know, there's a lot of different moving pieces, and I think we're, uh, we're playing pretty good hockey to, to start the season, and that, that all uh, goes a long way in individual success. There you go, John Carlson of the Washington Capitals with Peter Labardia. So you heard from Braden Holtby. He's going to get the start in net, and what an unbelievable start. John Carlson is off to. Only Bobby Orr and Paul Coffey have put 18 or more points up in their first 10 games as a defenseman in this league. Well, now you can add uh, another name to that list. Of course, that name is John Carlson. What a start to the year for him. Capitals and Flames coming your way tonight. It is a 7 o'clock face-off right here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hey, you can text in to the Steinberg Show or Pinder and Steinberg anytime on the Glenmore Audi fan feedback text line. Glenmore Audi, get ready for the cold weather ahead with Audi Glenmore service. Two locations to serve you. Visit www glenmoreaudi.com to book your winter tire service now. This is the Steinberg Show on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. The Steinberg Show brought to you by 5th Avenue Auto House. It's Volksfest. Purchase a Tiguan and you can get up to $2,500 cash purchase bonus and no charge on winter tires. 5thavvw.com Time to turn up the heat. These are three burning questions on the Steinberg Show. Sportsnet 960 The Fan. All right, Will, what do we got on this Tuesday game day? Well, we've talked all around, and I think John Carl's the obvious answer, but, Patty, it's a late October visit. We don't see the Capitals late in the season, always fairly early. Off to another great start. Braden Holpe is struggling, but this is a team that is always fun to watch. That makes this question curious. What, uh, what are you most excited for tonight as the Flames take on the Capitals at the Dome? Well, I just I've always enjoyed watching this team play and and I, I'm when you've got a guy like Carlson who's off to the start that he is and you take a look at what Oshie's done and where Ovechkin is, like I, I'm excited to see them on the power play and, and, and I think that's gonna be one of the biggest challenges for Calgary to have success tonight. This Capitals power play is in a lot of ways and, and this is not new, but in a lot of ways it's it's been a model and a trendsetter in the league for you know, you know, you with what they've done for the longest time with Ovechkin on his offside and, and his his ability to create offense off that offside. They're always one of the top power plays in the NHL. Right now they're clicking at 27%. So that's that's the thing that, that I, I think I'm going to be most excited to see is, is when you've got Kuznetsov, when you've got Ovechkin, when you've got Carlson, when you've got Backstrom, when you've got Oshie, when you've got players of that caliber and they get to work on the man advantage, that's uh, that's always exciting. And from a Flames standpoint, knowing how many penalties they've taken to start the year, uh, it might be maybe more paramount than it's been all year to make sure that you stay off of the penalty kill against a power play this dangerous. Question two, we see the Calgary Stampeders add a familiar name. He's on the practice roster. He is Dexter McCoy. He spent the last four years in the NFL with the Chargers and 49ers. Of course, a 
previous Edmonton Eskimo. This comes just a couple weeks after they signed Marcus Ball, Patty, who then was lost to the year with, with a season-ending knee injury. Um, just bigger picture, and we'll hear from Matty Rose later on today, but how concerned are you with all the injuries this team keeps on having, and specifically at the linebacker position? I mean, it's it's concerning. I, I don't I don't think, like, it's not concerning to me about like anything to do with the Stampeders, like they're cursed or um, right. they're, you know, they're, they're hurting their linebackers in practice by making them run into cement or anything like that, but it is concerning because they've lost a lot of important players at that position and, and I, I still feel like the Corey Greenwood loss might be one of the most low-key huge losses in this league this year and I, I think it's going to be a very not insurmountable because the Stampeders have shown they don't have a lot of insurmountable challenges but it is going to be a massive challenge for the Stampeders to have the success they want uh, not having Corey Greenwood there. That guy has been so good for them this year. So we'll see. It, it is concerning, though, because they've, they've, been, uh, they've been ravaged once again by injuries. But they were last year, and what they do, they won a great cup. So we, we know they've got the capability of overcoming those injuries and still getting the ultimate job done. We see Emmanuel Sanders along with a fifth-round pick traded to San Fran in exchange for a third and a fifth. We saw Mohamed Sanu dealt to the Patriots for a second-round pick. I know, um, you know, for us it makes a ton of sense, but they are still scratching their head apparently south of the border. Pat, these prices we're seeing come in for lesser receivers. I have no idea why A.J. Green is still a member of the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, they've got a week to figure out what the heck they're doing right that right now, but at this stage of the game, I if if you're the Bengals and you allow this to go past next Tuesday and you don't trade AJ Brown, uh AJ Brown. Uh I'm thinking about Antonio Brown cuz he's also in the news. We'll talk to Jason Lacken for about him. You don't trade AJ Green uh prior to the trade deadline if if he is still a Bengal next Wednesday, that is one of the largest bungles that organization has ever made. Um <laughs> since any bungles get it? Get it cuz sometimes they get, get called it? the bungles. Ha 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 ha. Um, like, you know, Sanu going to the Patriots is interesting. Uh, Sanders is now in San Fran. Um, there's some thought that uh, Devontae Parker uh, might end up getting moved out of Miami and they might be able to get themselves another draft pick in return, knowing how much capital they have uh, been able to accumulate in that regard. But, yeah, if, if these guys are getting what they're getting right now, you can expect to get a pretty nice return if you're Cincy for A.J. Green. Just make the deal. You're not good. You're not going to be good anytime soon. This year, you might not win a game. You're probably not going to be much better next year. So why wouldn't you start that rebuild process? Look, as as hard as Miami is to watch right now, they're doing it the right way, and they've got a very good chance of pulling themselves out of this uh, a whole lot quicker than a Washington or Cincinnati might be able to right now because of of, of the way they've positioned themselves going into the draft. So like, I, I get it. You know, you're, you, you are hard and fast to a way it's been done, but it's not working. If you're the Bengals, you better – and it's not just green. They've got a number of players that they could move out at this stage of the game. I'm, I'm fascinated to see what they do. And I, I apologize. My burning question about the game tonight, Pat, should have been about the uh, Jumbotron video regarding Garner Hathaway. I, I texted this to our group. but didn't get a lot of bites. I know you guys were busy doing uh, show planning and whatnot, and if Pinder's there – he can throw in a headset. I know the morning show kicked it around, but um, again, not a franchise guy. But I, I honestly, Pat, I would be surprised if they don't honor Hathaway tonight. Well, and and this is um, just my. Did they honor Furland? 
Because uh, I wasn't there. Him. You'd have to tell me. I, I don't believe they gave Furland a video package. I might have missed it, but I, I don't think they did. So, you know, Furland, Furland was a good soldier here and a pretty, you know, he, he – I would suggest that Furland, um, Furkland. A good troll would have been just rolling his highlights from the 15 playoffs. But. Well, I was going to say, like, uh, a good – and maybe it was because he plays on the Canucks and that's an arch rival for the team. But uh, knowing what Furland did in the 15 postseason and knowing how much of a uh, folk hero he became – they didn't give him one. Uh, I would be a little surprised if they gave Hathaway one. But maybe, I mean, uh, uh, how about this? I wouldn't be surprised if they gave Hathaway one. Yeah, that's one. my answer, too. And, and hearing your thoughts on Furlan, maybe I'll turn it to a no. If they didn't honor Furlan, then, then there's probably no way they're doing it to Hathaway. But wouldn't be surprised, a guy that was beloved by many in the organization. And I know that uh, there was desire on both sides to return. It just didn't work out. But um, we'll be curious for sure. Yep, no doubt about it. And and it will be cool to see Hathaway back here playing for another team. That guy really came into his own in his final two years as a member of the Calgary Flames. Uh, good stuff on three burning questions. Don't forget, uh, we're doing our Sportsnet 960 Iconic Listener Fantasy League. The winner's walking away with a $1,000 gift certificate to the Kananaskis Lodge and Nordic Spa. Pinder will give you an update on that a little bit later on in the program. It's all for Iconic Electric and Controls, promoting a culture of quality since 2008 Visit IconicEC.ca. Bill Peters is dialed in. The Capitals are rolling. I think we've got ourselves a bit of a tilt at the Scotiabank Saddle Dome tonight. That's how we kick off Pinder and Steinberg in just minutes. Sportsnet 960, the fan. The Steinberg Show, brought to you by Fifth Avenue Auto House. It's Volksfest. Purchase an Atlas and you can get up to $4,000 bonus cash and no charge on winter tires. FifthAvVW.com.